feels that the education system should be completely torn down and rebuilt in order to support those with autism. This is Annette Dubois, the confidence and life skills coach for kids, teens and adults. I wanted to share my thoughts on a recent announcement from the TV presenter Melanie Sykes on her recent diagnosis of autism at the age of 51. And what she was really saying is that she feels that the education system should be completely torn down and rebuilt in order to support those with autism. And it perhaps offers her some reassurance and some answers as to why she struggled so much in her schooling years. And here's one of her quotes recently that she made. I now know the education system wasn't set up in a way that I was able to function there. It crowsbar people into a certain way of thinking and being. And if you don't fit the bill, you get left behind. That's why we need to tear down the education system and rebuild it so it suits everyone. And I'm in agreement of this. I have so many parents with children that are struggling in different ways. And perhaps they start to look at whether it's something to do with them or you know, whether they need extra support. And sometimes it's actually that the school is not able to support their learning style. And this I find a lot. And as Melanie mentioned, that it kind of crowbars, we're expecting young people and from a very young age to sit still, to learn, to drone in and uh, absorb all this information, only then to regurgitate it out for homework and exams and everything else. You seem stressed. You wanna and it's just not fit for our changing learning styles. Now, if you think about in the 21st century now, we are incredibly fast paced. We have distractions everywhere, whether that's people, devices, deadlines, whatever it might be. And our brain is changing to that. And the education system needs to change towards that as well. So not just those with autism, but to be able to fit a huge variation of learning styles. If I think back to my schooling years, I really fidgeted. Not that I necessarily had any attention deficit disorder or anything like that. I just found that I learned better when I was kind of fidgeting a little bit. You know, when I was moving around, I found visual a lot easier to absorb in my brain than just constant words. And that's the same with all children, but particularly those with autism or developmental conditions. So you wonder about how we could change things. Well, here's three things that got me thinking as to what I feel would really benefit young people to get the most out of them. After all, what's school there to do? Excited? Excited? To educate them and to give them different experiences so that they can learn and gain knowledge and be their best. But actually the education system is squashing them down. They're expecting everyone I think the uh, term could be sausage factory. Everyone to just be able to learn in the right way. And that's just not life, that's just not natural. But equally, it causes a lot of young people to question what's wrong with them or that they can't manage and a huge rise in anxiety. So here's my three. Now you're probably familiar with the banter about teenage brain. Well, it is a thing. I need 30 seconds to go before I'm 13, 29, 28, 
27, boy. So, of course, you've known your children if you've got them as bouncy and bubbly and then suddenly they hit teenage years. You and I probably had it as well. And all of a sudden, the brain becomes very different. Their behaviour becomes different. And what we're doing is causing teenagers to get up early, going against their grain of what they feel natural and to be able to stay at school all day. So how about we changed the schooling day for teenagers to go in from half past 10, 11 o'clock in the morning and stay a lot later? Now, I know, I know there'll be lots of you being able to say, yes, but what about work and how would we manage times and things like that? That's not really my point. It's more about how we can align what we know about the teenage brain to get the most out of teenagers, their learning and their education. And I'm sure you've got a lot of comments about that. Another thing that I think is to change the way that teaching is done in a classroom. If you think about our attention span, it is diminishing even with adults. So if we were to have perhaps half an hour sessions or half an hour lessons with a regular break and then another half an hour, there's lots that can be done in that short amount of time. And probably what you'll find is that kids will learn and absorb better, but also their anxiety will be a lot lower. There is uh, something, a term called after school restraint collapse. And what tends to happen is so many young people struggle with keeping it together um, during the day. And so what they do is they kind of hold it all in. And then as soon as the door closes at home, it comes flying out because they just can't hold on to it anymore. So meltdowns, tantrums, higher anxiety, panic attacks, uh, some parents are reporting as well. So we have to think that the education system for all young people is not very supportive, let alone those with developmental conditions such as autism. And one of the things specific to those with autism is social skills. They really struggle with the social cues, being able to socialize, make friends. And after all, one of the things about school is friendships, is the social side of things. Make friends, check. Not just there to learn, it's a community. And as human beings, we are there to commune and get together. So autistic young people really struggle with the social skills and social side of things. So could schools just generally help with teaching more about social skills and uh, socialising and how to recognise facial expressions a little bit more. Melanie Sykes quoted that she was often labelled, referred to as a straight talker. She couldn't say untruths, things like that. Usually there is no filter, there is no recognition. Things just come out of a young person's mouth without necessarily recognising the impact of it. So being able to teach more social skills in that sense for those with autism, but also those in general. Social confidence or social anxiety has become a huge thing for young people. Their communication styles are very different. Let's face it, we're all getting more used to texting, emailing, not necessarily the traditional face-to-face -face communication. So lots of young people really struggle with that as well. 
Now, of course, these are just three of my suggestions. There are many, many more that we could all perhaps do to improve the aging education system, to be able to support young people, to develop their skills and their confidence and their self-belief in order to be all they can in life. I have lots of adults come to me saying, I wish I'd done better at school, or I wish I had a, a better support system, or I wish my teacher didn't tell me whatever it was that they told them. Keeping them stuck uh, and their low self-belief in what they've achieved in life. It's also interesting that there was a recent report from Parentkind uh, of their annual survey. Parentkind is a charity that supports parents' voice in the schooling system and they had some interesting percentages that came out that actually it was school, not COVID, that was causing young people higher anxiety and mental health issues. And I think that's a really important point. So some of their uh, research was that the top five concerns for parents are exam stress, homework related stress. Let's face it, homework, there has been certain opinions that how effective is homework? And if it's causing more stress than helping them to learn, we kind of have to question that. Also, some of the other things were bullying. There is still bullying that goes on. I was bullied at primary school, and yes, it made a massive negative impact on my young adulthood. But that's partly why I'm here to help young people and to help everyone that Controversially, there are going to always be bigger, stronger, faster, slower. There's always going to be some level of competitiveness that could lead into bullying. It's not about the fact that it's bullying. It's more about how we equip people to cope with it better, to become more confident, courageous, assertive, have the right skills to better able handle those kind of situations or those characters. And lastly, of course, the constant need to engage on social media. And social media use, regardless of the social media platforms, there are younger and younger children being exposed to social media, the constant scrolling and comparisons and judgments, they're all leading to mental health. So coming back to schools, are schools the best equipped to help young people with developmental conditions like autism, such as Melanie Sykes mentioned? Is it really helping all learning styles or could the education system be overhauled in order to support young people as much as possible? So thanks for watching. Please like and share and also any questions leave in the comments below.